All right. Welcome back to the farm, Jared. It's good to be back. You've done a lot with the place lately. Thanks. Yeah. Um, was able to show you around this morning and got to see some of the cool things that we're working on around here. And um, so the farm is actually a real working farm. I don't think I've ever talked about that on on the podcast. Um, but hey, this is the Leader Farming Podcast. And we are in the studio here, literally on a working farm. We mm -hmm. have cows. Um, sometimes you can actually kind of faintly hear them in the mooing in the background. <laughs> um, that is not one of my cows that I usually start the podcast out with. But um, but yeah, so it's been a good day. Uh, we've we've accomplished a lot today. Two days worth of work in one day, I yeah. think, and it's ten thirty at night, and we're recording a podcast. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you do what you got to do sometimes, and Absolutely. so. Hey, so you and I wrote a book together a couple years ago mm -hmm. called Leader Farming, and um, I would just love for you to share a little bit about your perspective. Let's let's have a little fun with this. Let's uh, well, let's let's first talk about you. I want people to hear about you and your background, and then we'll talk about how we met, and then uh, we'll kind of dive into the whole, um, you know, format that I usually use. I want to hear about a winter season that you've been through, and um, and just kind of like your some of your some of your lessons learned over the years. So, yeah, sounds great. So, tell us a little about you, um, who you are now, maybe who you were before, <laughs> so go for it. So, do I introduce myself as Jared or as Brad then? However you would like okay, to. Okay, there yeah. we go. Um, we'll get to that in a minute. So, yeah, but so my name is Jared Stump, and um, I live in the Northeast in Pennsylvania, between Philadelphia and New York. Um, a little bit different than where we are right now. So, live in your typical um, suburban 1950s uh, com small town community, even though it's in the middle of the city. So, it kind of feels like I'm in leave it to beaver a little bit and i i like it because it's kind of the intentional slowing down like i i know my neighbors i know the lady at the post office i know the different store owners you know in yeah. fact it was it was funny i just a couple of days ago i was talking to a, one of the owners of a shop in town and he was talking about like the life journey and fatherhood which i'm about to embark on um my wife yes. and i are expecting our first child in a few weeks on your birthday my birthday yes so um <laughs> But yeah, so this uh, this guy I was talking to was he just kind of said some stuff that my my ears perked up because of this journey I'd been on. You know, you kind of have those moments with people where your wheels are turning, but theirs aren't. You know, they thought right. they just right. said something off the cuff, and you're like, no, I think you revealed something a little bit deeper there, and you kind of file that away in your back pocket. Um, but yeah, so um, gosh, that's that's me. So my wife and I, like I said, we're having our our first child our daughter's going to be born in a few weeks and um we have a dog we started with the dog during covid and um didn't kill the dog so we decided we'd try try it out with the human um sometimes we do accidentally leave the dog locked in the basement though yeah you can't do that with your kid so yeah, yeah. can't put the the kid in the cage when you want to go outside so we're stepping into a new season um and i'm an entrepreneur and um i'm in a, a marketing business um, have a small team that I work with, and um, we actually work together. Um, but yeah, so I think you, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves too much there. No, it's okay. But, uh, it's good. Yeah, that's kind of kind of all there is to it. So. Yeah. So let's tell the story about how we met. 
Um, I love your perspective. It's actually a lot funnier than, than mine. So why don't you, you share so I'll tell, your, absolutely. your perspective? So, um, so at the time, I was a editor and um, I was just an editor at the time. So I'd, I'd written some stuff myself and done a lot of editing for people and helped people produce books, like help people create the finished product. And um, gosh, I'd been doing that for three years at the time and I'd probably gone through six, seven, eight books. Um, and let's see, I had a call scheduled. Uh, uh, the church I was going to at the time, and I lived in Dallas, Texas at the time. And my pastor's wife knew a lady in San Francisco who knew a guy in Atlanta who planned a call with me and then said, hey, I'm going to have my buddy Zach show up for this call. Is that cool? I'm like, okay, that's not exactly normal, but that's fine. Um, and then he didn't show up for the call. The other guy. The other guy did. Yeah. And then you you did show up for the call, but you kind of just, I, I loved it. You rolled in fully yourself. You know, not a lot of people do that. Um, you know, most people kind of have their, you know, businessy version of themselves that they present. And you're like, hang on, I'm just getting off my motorcycle at Starbucks across from my restaurant. Oh, I don't, I don't know if Andy told you, I own a Chick-fil-A in, in, in Marietta, Georgia. And, um, yeah, so, you know, here I go. And you, you got everything set up. And then we realized Andy wasn't going to show up to call. And you said, well, I don't know what Andy wanted to talk to you about, but I've got a book idea. And you, you kind of pitched this idea that, you know, one of the, the elements of the book was the seasonal growth mindset. And I remember just being just really um, impressed and intrigued with the strategy. And at the time I was, I was getting ready. I was publishing one of my own books and was about to go speak at a bunch of churches across the U S literally drove with a team of people to like 25 different States in 12 weeks. And I don't even know how many places we, we spoke in. Um, churches, coffee shops, um, living rooms. Sometimes there'd be hundreds of people. Sometimes there'd be two people. And I was getting ready to do that. And so I told you, um, hey, I don't have time to talk to you about this right now, but call me back in February. <laughs> and, you know, then I made a note in my Google calendar for like February 5th to follow up with you because nobody ever does that. <laughs> and I think it was February 1st you called me. Yeah. Hey, it's February. You said to call you. And I remember my thought was, who does that? Like, there's yeah. something about this guy. And it was funny. My calendar was not for clear at the time, but I did clear it. And we ended up um, writing a book together. And actually how that happened was just through the process of time. And um, I was moving from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, was where I was living at that point, to two hours um, west or east, close to where I live now, because I wanted to move things forward with my girlfriend. So we weren't moving in together, but we was moving close to her because we were headed in that direction. And um, I remember calling you and saying, hey, uh, it's really expensive to live here. Like, so, you know, you said you wanted to hire me to work on this book. Can we do this? And so yeah. I worked for you for a year um, writing this book in a converted single car garage was where I lived. Um, and it's actually funny now that my landlord at the converted single car garage is now the guy who does work on my house that nice. my wife and I own. And he's also very passionate about the generations and helping develop people. And we've become really good friends through the process. And so yeah. um, it's kind of cool how God brings things full circle. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. So um, I think I remember when I first met you, um, <laughs> you know, I, I told you several things. One was that, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing um, and I needed help, you know, putting, yeah. putting a book together. Um, we spent a lot of time on the phone. I mean, a oh, lot yeah. of time. on. The I phone. came to your restaurant and was undercover. I was Brad. That's what we mentioned at the start of the yeah, yeah. podcast. To this day, people still call me Brad and it's my uh, your alias, my restaurant name. Yeah. The reservations are under Brad. Yeah. So I have you to thank for that. Yeah. Um, I think your your uh, fiance at the time, who is now your wife, um, thought that I was your other. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I remember one time at her, we were at her grandmother's house and, um, she's in, we're on a wing of the house. She's in one bedroom. I'm in the other bedroom and she comes in at midnight cause she can't sleep. And you know, she's in bed right now. I'm a night owl. So, you know, I get up and record podcasts after she goes to bed. Um, and she comes in and I'm lying in bed cause we had, I'd been sitting up in bed with my computer open, transcribing stuff as you talked. And it was, it's, it's one in the morning at this point. Yeah. And so we're both just exhausted. Um, and I'm lying there like, okay, Zach, well, we'll start working on this tomorrow. But she just walks in and it was kind of like that Jake, from, Jake from state farm commercial. Yeah. Like what's her name? Yeah. You know, like, oh, are you talking to your girl, Zach? Oh my gosh. So and yeah. I think your wife kind of said the same thing about me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, we definitely spent a lot of time, um, working on that project and uh and really feel like you know we we created a a really good product and i'm really thankful but what i think i'm more thankful for than the book itself is the relationship that came out of it yeah and so you know kind of like what you said with um your friend you know ed you lived in his garage apartment and yep now he's helping you with your home and stuff you know it's like when you when you open your eyes and pay attention to, to what, you know, is going on, um, and, and who God brings into your life and, and the potential relationships that can form out of that. Um, you know, and, and I think, you know, one of the things that I said to you very early on, like, you know, we may create a good product out of this, but like at the end of the day, like, I want you to know that like, I'm, I'm, invested in this relationship and this friendship and uh and now you know we we do like way more than just you know business stuff together in fact yeah uh we don't have time to get into it on this podcast but like you know you and i do a lot of life together um and around ministry as well um the life impact ministry and the work that we do um specifically um related towards men and um and so, uh, like I said, we don't, we don't really have time to get into all that, but it's just amazing when you um, you can align things in life. Like I think so many people compartmentalize their lives, right. and they're they're like, oh well, this is work, and this is ministry, and this is home, and this yeah. is my hobby, and like so, and everything's in all these different buckets. Yeah. When you can if you align your life in such a way and if you can, if you can, um, you know, get things to where they, they line up Mm -hmm. in congruency of, of just like this, it's just like only God can do that. Right. Like, and so we, we have aligned ourselves in, in, uh, in so many ways and uh, just, I've become a mentor 
mm-hmm. in your life. And our mutual friend, Andy Christensen, who didn't show up to the call, which maybe one day <laughs> Andy will listen to this podcast and, or, and I'll have him on here as well. But um, I love what Andy says. Andy wrote a book called The 40-40 Principle. Yeah. And he says, when you're over 40, um, listen to those that are under 40. And when you're mm-hmm. under 40, listen to those that are over 40. And um, I just and, realized I'm getting closer to the other end of that spectrum. Yeah, unfortunately you are. <laughs> um, but when we started this whole thing, I was like, you know, right at 40 or, or close yep. to it. And you were very much a millennial. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, it has been kind of a reverse mentoring process as well. So it's not just the, the old guy mentoring the young guy. It's like, I've learned a lot from you mm-hmm. and you've taught me a lot about leading a younger generation. Yeah. And so I'm really thankful for that. So um, I do want to get into uh, our seasonal growth conversation. So let's let's jump into that. You've had a few minutes. I kind of sprung this on you. Um, <laughs> but you've had a few minutes to think about just this, this idea of the seasonal growth mindset. Of course, you know, you're very, very familiar with it. So I didn't have to give you as much time to think about it because you helped write that part of the book. I was the ghostwriter Um, on the seasonal growth mindset. Yeah. So, but for our listeners, just to remind them, you know, this, this idea that our world subscribes to that growth is this perpetual cycle Mm -hmm. of everything has to be better than the day before, the week before, the month before. Right. And just it's unsustainable yeah. and it creates so much stress and so much anxiety in this generation. And so what we subscribe to uh, in our growth model in the seasonal growth model model is this idea of a seasonal growth mindset. Mm-hmm. And we all experience winters. We mm-hmm. all experience difficulty and when we can learn to to grow through adversity Mm -hmm. and we learn what's actually occurring in our character and our you know to to think about a tree you know and the roots growing deeper what's people can't see on the surface what's above the surface but yet our roots are growing deeper um and wider and and um so those are the types of things that we want to talk about here. So share with us a story, either personal or business related, mm-hmm. whatever you want to share about a winter season in your life and looking back how you grew from mm-hmm. that. Well, you know, like you said about compartmentalizing, there's not much of a wall between my business life and my personal life so Mm, you know if i tell you a story from one i'm probably telling you a story from the other as well um you know and not just because you know work can be all-encompassing even though there's times where it is but because you know one of the things i really strive to be is the same person um whether i'm at work or in my personal life you know and Mm -hmm. obviously there's you know, there's times where, you know, you have to be more professional. You know, I've even, we've been to some meetings before where you've been like, okay, we have to, we have to be on our A game here, you know, like not the way we normally are with each other. Um, But just when you're, you know, just in the day to day, it's like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes we just make things way more complicated than they need to be. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes even as leaders, you know, you do that out of an insecurity, like you kind of try to project and make something bigger than what it is. And Mm -hmm. it's just not, 
real life, you know? And so, um, so for me, the thing that came immediately to mind was the, the first quarter of, of this year, you know, we're, we're recording this in late April, um, 2022, but, um, this first quarter of this year was a winter season for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's crazy is in every other area of my life, it was, it was, and you know, this is something that we might get into is you can be in more than one season mm-hmm. at a time in different right. areas of your life. So, you know, on one, I mean, we've got a baby due in six, seven weeks. Like we're, we're in the cusp of the, I guess that would be the harvest season. Like right. the, okay, this is happening. Wow. Um, and maybe that propels you into winter. I don't really know. You've done this seven times. I've done this zero <laughs> times. So not quite sure what to expect there, but, um, that could be a daily cycle. Of it, spring, could, it could summer, be, fall, it winter, could be, you right. experience all four. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, I grew up in Texas. So I'm used to that. Um, yeah. but yeah, so, you know, this quarter, um, I, I work with, with you and with, um, several other clients as well. I think I have, um, just south of 20 client, different clients, um, which is cool. And, you know, I get 20 different bosses instead of one boss, you know, it was like the, I tried the corporate world and was like, man, I'm tired of working for these jerk bosses. So instead I went and got 20 bosses and, um, I mean, they're not jerks. So that's, you know, the good part, but it's, um, didn't quite know what I was, I was like, Oh, this is, this is different. But anyway, um, you know, so kind of one of the elements of that when you um, are in this type of, of space is that um, just anything can change at a moment's notice. Right. Because even though all the businesses are similar, like these, most of these businesses, they're all one franchise. Um, and so they're very, very similar, but they're also distinct and different. And so um, even though there's a lot of things that are the same, sometimes one of the businesses will be in a really awesome, like harvest season. Sometimes one of them will be in a season where we're just coasting and then at some other times there'll be a winter season. And you know, what happened the first quarter of this year was the whole chain just kind of got hit with an unexpected winter season after two years of a perpetual harvest to the mm-hmm. point where, you know, maybe, you know, okay, this isn't going to last forever, but when it happens for two years, you kind of start to think, Oh, wow, this may just be the new normal. Like, mm-hmm. And so, you know, as all of these business owners I work with were experiencing harvest seasons, that meant my business was experiencing, you know, exponential growth. And then all of a sudden it was like the rug was pulled out from under us. And um, I mean, it was, it was unnerving. I mean, I remember just overnight, like getting, you know, emails from clients saying, Hey, you know, sorry to do this, but we're not gonna be able to work together come next month. And, you know, it's, you know, that's, that's life, that's reality. But, you know, when you're, counting on that income to make your business happen and employing other people. And, and, um, for me, I had a, a lot of things in the pipeline, a lot of prospects. I had, I think 10 uh, enough prospects that my business was about to grow 50% to the point where it was like, Whoa, I don't even know if I want this much growth, but I'll take it. Cause right. you don't know when winter's coming. Right. right. And so I kind of hired for that. Yeah. And then when that fell out from under, it was like, oh no, I've now got to unhire some people. And the thing that really hurt for me personally about that was I've now got to go and do to other people that aren't business owners that are just looking for a job, mm-hmm. what's done to me. You know, me as a business owner, I'm, I'm used to that. Like that's, right. that's a thing. But then to go unhire someone that, you know, maybe they were excited or, you know, whatever, about this new opportunity, it's, um, it was tough. Um, but one of the things that really got me through it, and, and honestly, I, I I wouldn't necessarily say I 
went through it well. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to say, like, oh, I remained calm and didn't freak out because, as you know, I did. Um, we had a few phone calls. I had a few phone calls. <laughs> um, phone calls, Zach, I just need you to tell me that this is going to work out so I can enjoy my vacation. Like, speak to this issue for me. Yeah. Um, that was fun. Um, but no, it's like you, I don't know, you, you, the thing that I was able to do was to tell myself, relax. This is just a season. Yeah. You're going to get through this. Like, this isn't going to be your forever. This isn't going to be your normal. You don't need to, because in those moments you're like, oh, is this unstable? Do I need to change careers? Do I need to raise mm -hmm. prices? Do I need to, like, there's all these, like, panic things that you just want to do. And, you know, when you're, when you're leading a team, when you, you know, start verbalizing some of those things instead of calling Zach, <laughs> you can kind of get other people panicking as well, which yeah. isn't good. I've learned by doing it and right. then seeing the fruit of that. Um, but no, I think now I'm kind of starting to come out of that and starting to see these little glimpses of, Oh, spring is here. Yeah. Like, Oh, that didn't last forever, yeah. you know, but in the, in the moment, yeah, it was hard. It was hard. Um, but I look back on that and I'm like, Oh, we're better positioned now going into the, the rest of the year that, that like we grew from that. Like, right um the business grew um you know we learned that okay we can survive that we can get through that we can pivot here's the plan okay maybe we're going to make some better you know maybe we're going to have more of a cushion in the future to where when that happens like not if but when um we can navigate that well um and continue serving our clients well um and then you know in my personal life as well just how do you you know, how do you, I guess, deal with the, the disappointment? Like when you get, you know, what's funny is like, it's, it's one of those things that sometimes there's things that you don't even necessarily want, but you get used to. Yeah. And you get used to like, you know, it's almost like when you get used to winning all the time and then you suddenly lose. Yeah. And you're like, oh, like I didn't think my self-worth and identity was wrapped up in winning, but like this loss hurt in a level that it really shouldn't have. Yeah. And so it kind of makes you question like, okay, how much of my identity did I, did I wrap up in, in this, you know? And so like, sometimes you, you go into business thinking, oh, I'm never going to be like, you know, the boss that you had, you know, I'm never going to be the person that forgets the bottom line or forgets people or forgets what matters most. But then you get, you get that temptation by the success. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's not even monetary. Sometimes it's, you know, like, like I remember <laughs> I told you this story once. I remember one time I was just driving around and this was several years ago. So this number probably wouldn't mean anything now, but my, my business had grown in 2015 to where I was making a whopping $40,000 a year. Now I still lived in my parents' house. So $40,000 a year, that was, that was a lot of money. Yeah. But I remember just like driving around thinking like, I've made it. I'm somebody like everybody else. I know they're making like $18,000 a year. I'm making, I'm making 40,000 before taxes, mind you. Yeah. So, you know, and I look back on that now, I, I remember telling you that one time and you were like, did you actually say that to people? <laughs> and I was like, no, I just, I thought it. Yeah. Um, and I look back on that now and I'm like, yeah, I had no idea yeah. what, um, but you know, you get used to those levels of success and you, you know, and I think to move us on to the next thing, um, well, let, let, let's yeah, let's go, go there for a minute. So, um, 
you know, you've had some really big moments in the last quarter. And, um, <laughs> you know, I know this because we've had a lot of conversations and we talk on a regular basis, but uh, I want to keep this pretty generic because I, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus sure. and I don't want to to give any clues as to, to who or what this might have been. So keep it as generic as you like. But um, I would love for you to share a little bit about, you know, one of those particular clients, a situation that um, it wasn't fully related to this quarter itself, um, mm -hmm. but in terms of, you know, profitability and that sort of thing as to why it dropped off. But there was a situation where there were potentially some accusations made against you um, and, and you took some things pretty hard and Mm -hmm. In a conversation with us, I mean, you came full circle from like, I'm not going to do anything to, you know, help this person to, <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness, like God's really working in my heart here. Mm -hmm. And so um, we got about f less than five minutes left. Um, so real quickly, just talk about this in the context, not this specific circumstance, because I don't want you to recap that. But mm -hmm. share with our listeners in a situation in your life where things are not going the way that you you hoped mm -hmm. and you feel like someone has done something at you or toward you, what advice could you give them in, in, in terms of your process of how you came mm. from this almost, you know, animos an animosity towards the person? to I'm going to reconcile this situation. Yeah. And I think you use the words, I'm going to take the high road. Um, and, you know, I'm going to, um, well, I don't want to put mm -hmm. words in your mouth. I don't but, think I even told you how that, that situation ended, did I? Because that no. was just this past week. It ended very positively. 90% of what I was worried about didn't actually happen. Yeah. So, and... so with that said, <laughs> what advice would you give to our listeners out there, all two, yeah. all two of them. Both of them, yeah. yeah. Um, it's good. Um, yeah, you know, I think I think one of the things I learned through that was when there's situations that you just want to lean away from. And, and, you know, for me, that was under the guise of, I'm too busy, I don't have time for this, like, whatever. Um to to lean into those situations that you want to lean away from you know um so how do you do that i mean you just kind of do it and some i mean it's like think of it as like a baseball because we've got a baseball there you're you know you're like leaning in to the batter's box you know like if you lean in too far you don't know if you're going to get hit or you don't know if you're going to hit a home run yeah i mean there's there's a lot of and there's a lot of in between that could happen right so um you know, for me in this situation, I finally just decided that I was going to, um, what was funny was I did not know that I was being accused going into the situation when I took this meeting. And I mean, I figured there was something and mm -hmm. it was funny when the accusations were, were laid out, it was like, Oh, that's it. Like, like I can speak to that, mm -hmm. you know, like, um, and, and there were two things. And one was like, okay, that didn't happen that way at all. Let's, let's have a conversation about that and unpack that. And then the other was, oh, yeah, that did happen. But wow, that turned into a huge thing. Like, I 
wouldn't have expected that. That seems pretty minor to me. But, you know, that's that's good feedback. You know, it's, right. it's good to get that candid feedback. And, and that's the hard thing, too. Like, it's easy to receive feedback from someone like you. But when you receive feedback from someone that you, you know, you feel like has wronged you mm-hmm. and to take their feedback and take it to heart. And and what's funny is I actually ended up having a really cool moment with that person where he was like, you know, I don't even know who I am to be offering you this. I just feel like I'm supposed to. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, hey, like received like I, I mean, I made a point to say like, no, like, thank you and received like we could have just let this end and both had our own negative opinions of each other, but we yeah. chose to move toward this moment of reconciliation. And, and maybe that process was messy, but the end result was like good. And it was funny. The end result was like, we parted ways, but it was like, wow, at first I was happy to get rid of you. Now I don't want to part ways. Yeah. Like, um, and so I guess my advice is to those, those things that, that scare you or that intimidate you, or you feel exposed and vulnerable to lean into them. You know, mm-hmm. even like the the thing that I did that, you know, I probably should have done differently to just be like, yeah, you're right. That happened. Yeah. And good. here's what I'm learning from that, you know. And so um, I guess, yeah, that would be my I don't necessarily have a specific. That, that's the thing is there is no formula. It's yeah. not a two plus two equals four. It's leaning in is going to look different for every person in every circumstance. That's good. Well, man, I definitely appreciate you sharing with us and, and getting vulnerable and transparent here and um, look forward to having you on the, on the show again at some point uh, in the future when you're down and just uh, thanks for all you do for, for the business and uh, for being my friend. Absolutely. I love you, man. It's my pleasure.